Thank you for tuning in to another episode of 206 Geek. I am your host, Todd, the 206 Geek, and I have a few things to talk about today. And today is episode number 41. So yeah, yeah, um, there's a lot has happened in the last week that I, I wanted to talk to you guys about. And um, a few things that are off the top of my head here um, that I posted about on Facebook and the website is uh, Coming to America pilot uh, plot, excuse me, details have been uncovered. Dave Chappelle joins the cast. Um, Goonies sequel probably will never happen, according to Sean Astin. I'm also going to talk about the uh, new series on Shutter Critters, a new binge. The Rise of Skywalker uh, title mystery already revealed in The Force Awakens. Apparently, yeah, okay. So, and then... Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Washington State SummerCon and that uh, Hodor himself, Kristen uh, Ner- Nerim? Nerim? I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I apologize, but he's going to be there. So I'm, that's one of, the, one of the people that are going to be there that I'm interested in, in seeing. Um, I listened to him on, uh, on a podcast recently on the uh, Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. It was really good. It was really funny too, um, and then I'm gonna talk about the fact that this on Easter weekend was NorwestCon and SakuraCon. If you're not familiar with what those are, I will talk to you about those things. And then today, as the day of this recording, Cobra Kai season two is now on YouTube. So if you have uh, YouTube Premium, you can go watch it. If you have it already, then you already know about it. But if you don't, I'm going to talk to you about that. Um, and then a friend of mine, a comedian that I know, I should say, um, more acquaintances than friends, but, you know, he's a good guy. Uh, Luke Severide has his first comedy album out, and I'm going to talk about about um, that, and I'll tell you where you can find it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm going to talk about today. What I wanted to talk about is I, I, I got a trial period for Shudder, which is a a horror-themed streaming service um shutter.com or you can get the shutter app on your on your on your console or uh, i think it's available on on playstation and and xbox at the very least you can get it you can go uh to the website shutter.com and i know it's available on on uh on the amazon fire stick and probably on fire tv as well and it's available on you know cons uh the um an app form on for your iOS and your Android devices. Um, so I watched, I watched Critters: A New Binge is what it's called, and um, and, and you know what? It's um, oh, man, what can I say about uh, Critters: A New Binge that's not like completely shitting on it? It wasn't, it wasn't that it was terrible. It was terrible in in in. I think it was terrible on purpose. <laughs> you know, you know how how horror comedies tend to be kind of cringeworthy at best. Um and that's kind of how this was. It was um each episode's about 10 minutes long. And there's only 8 episodes. So, you got 80 minutes of your life to kind of, you know, sacrifice to the show. If you're into if you like the original movies, um it's there. There's lots of elements that I, I I liked, I enjoyed, but there were a few things I'm like, really, come on, can you, can we not do stupid shit like this? Um, I I have to imagine that the people who wrote the stories were in, were were high, so high that they thought this is gonna be amazing. Oh my God, people are gonna love this. Then again, I'm not huge into horror, but it, you know, I liked the first two movies. The the second two. Not so much. This is actually kind of on par. If you've seen all four of the Critters movies, the, the a new binge is 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 it basically it's kind of on par or level with the second two movies, um, which were terrible. They went straight to video, and for good reason. Um, yeah, like I said, if you like the movies, you might dig this. There's there's a twist in here where I'm just like, all I could do was like facepalm. And uh, and you know, fuck it. I'll go ahead and uh, spoiler alert. I'm gonna talk about the things that bother me on this show. Um, and so, if you've not seen it, now's your chance to pause 
and come back later. I would like to hear your comments after you've seen it, though. Please let me know what you think of uh, Critters, A New Binge. Go ahead and shoot me an email, todd at 206geek.com, or you can um, you can message me through Facebook or on Twitter. Um, uh, yeah, let me know what you think of, of, the, of this, because, oh, man, I really wanted to like it. I really did. There, there's some good actors in it. Um, at least the, 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 there was, there was a couple people I recognized. Um, one person I know by name, Thomas Lennon is in it. Thomas Lennon is in it. Um, he, um, (laughs) he plays the, the school principal and, uh, oh, I can do a review on here on the site. I'm going to do a review on the site. Um, but yeah, it just in general, it um oh my god. Okay, so the thing I have an issue with is that the the whole the whole the 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 main part of the story is that the Krites, the alien creatures, the critters, they come back to Earth looking for a missing Krite. A Krite that got left behind back in the eighties. And um, and that's you know that from the very first episode they talk about it they have their own little language they have subtitles for that, um, and uh, you find out I think I think it was like four or five episodes in that the crate they're looking for is half human the the lead human character in the sh- in the show is half crate half critter and um, yeah yeah. It's just it's it's yeah I don't I don't want to say I'm disappointed in it but it's just like oh, come on you couldn't come up with a better <sighs> I I think I think the idea behind it was to be really funny and out there but there was even a scene where the mom was a flashback sequence where the mom was drunk and she was making out with the critter. <sighs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just in. Uh, I, I. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, if if you like the first movies, you 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 might. I don't know. You might actually enjoy this. I maybe I was expecting too much, and and I'm reading the comments on Shutter dot com for the series. Um. Let me just read the the comments. Flippin' hilarious. That's all it says. It gave him it gave him um, five skulls. Five out of zero. <laughs> five out of five. Um, next person says it's cheesy but good. The next person says the definition the the definition of mixed emotions. The crites looked great. The green screen and special effects work was abysmal. The story was adequate but rushed. The acting ranged from campy to good, campy in a good way to bad in a bad way. Eight minutes is not an is not an episode. Eight minutes does not an episode make, and eight episodes does not make a season. I would give it this a D plus. I agree with this guy. <laughs> the next one says, "I really don't know what to think. Not to be taken seriously, but I would." But what could have been? <laughs> and then the next one says, "I love the the 1980s movie, but with the special effects they offer now, I was hoping for a better quality for the series. I wish the episode the episode uh, was also the episodes were longer. However, I did love how y'all kept it humorous." Like the original movie, also the fact that evolution was in, in evolution was introduced in this ser- uh, in the series because after all, that's what living is all about to evolve over time. We will be watching and waiting for the next season. Critters has always been a favorite of mine. The next one says cringeworthy, but f- some fun. Keep your expectations low. That's another one I agree with. Um, <laughs> uh, next one says, "This is bad, but in a campy fun way." Yeah, yeah, I agree with that too. 
the next person says shorter than I expected, but was but it was campy fun nonetheless. It's bad, but in the right ways. I don't know about that, but and the next person says, imagine a series that was produced by those who brought you the 1990s teen show Saved by the Bell with a budget from the small town public access group, a bit of blood, and and some atrocious green screen work, and you have Critters a new binge. Uh, would have enjoyed this more as a short story or a graphic novel. When uh, other reboots are going darker, this one goes lighter. And I feel the creators missed the opportunity to, to make something new and fun. I gave it two stars because they at least made the series. I'm ready for another season just with a bit more production value and story that doesn't assume we are we are all 13 years old in the in the 1980s. <laughs> god, I love that guy. <laughs> oh my god, it's hilarious. There's so many, you know, I'm I'm going to go ahead and uh and post uh this link so you guys can and uh so you guys can check it out for yourself. Um <laughs> If I, I don't know if you're gonna have access to reading the uh, the uh, comments if you don't have if you don't have an account, but definitely check out um, if you like horror movies in general. I recommend checking out Shutter.com. Get the Shutter app on your on your iOS or your Android device or um, uh, Amazon Fire device. You can, I'm sure you can get it on there too. And uh, yeah, check it out. It's 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 well worth a watch. So first thing on the list was, of course, coming to America. So let's go into that. Uh, that's what's geek this week. All these things, right? Geek this week. Uh, uh, so it says here, uh, 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 coming to America too is uh, is currently in the pre-production phase, and is looking like the full storyline has been revealed. Costume fittings were happening a few weeks back, and it looks like the production is finishing the, uh, up the casting process for the production, which is rumored to start this summer to prepare for its 2020 release date. After years of talk about us about the sequel, Eddie Murphy finally made it official back in January when he announced his involvement. Now it looks like Dave Chappelle might be on board too. Then uh, it goes on to saying, when Coming to America 2 was announced, it was revealed that it would focus on Eddie Murphy's Akeem coming back to America after he learned he has a long-lost son who became uh, the heir to the throne of Zamunda. Now we have uh, some more information about the rest of the story. According to sources close to the Paramount, if Akeem's son is willing to replace him as prince, then Akeem gets to be king. Akeem's son's name is Lavelle, and he is uh, and he is barely staying afloat in in Queens, where he is is broke and uh, working at a fast food joint, which is the polar opposite of his father. So it sounds like they're just basically retelling the same story. I mean, think about it. The original movie, he comes to America to find his queen in Queens, New York. And he goes to work at McDowell's and all this other stuff. And he is trying to live as, as poor as possible to kind of... Because he wants to find a woman who likes him for him and not for his... The fact that he's a uh, royalty and all that. So, I don't know. I mean, if he has a long-lost son in, in America, that means that he wasn't exactly faithful to the the woman he ended up marrying at the end of the first movie. It means he was fucking around when he was here in the States back in the 80s. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I want to see it just because I like the first movie, and I'm hoping that the... Uh, I'm hoping that it will be a well-written script and everything. I'm sure it will, because Eddie Murphy... Well, I can't say he doesn't make shitty movies. He has made a few kind of horrible movies, but overall, in the last few years, the movies that he has put out have been pretty good. So, um, yeah. What do you guys think of that? 
tell me what you think of uh, this story. Um, you can comment on this. I posted this, uh, I think it was yesterday, on Facebook. You can go ahead and comment on that and let me know what you guys think of the the uh, the news of, of coming to America uh, starting and all that. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually I'm curious if Dave Chappelle is going to play his son. Probably not, because um, Dave Chappelle is not that much younger than than Eddie. I think maybe 15 years. So he would more than likely be like um, like a brother or, or some other person in in uh, Zamunda. I wonder how far away Zamunda is from Wakanda. I'll <laughs> <laughs> stop. Really stop. Okay, good. It stopped. All right. Um, and then on the next on the on the list of things to talk about, it looks like Sean Astin was in an interview recently, and he was saying that uh, people have been asking for the last twenty years about the the uh, the possibility of a a, uh, a Goonies sequel. I've always thought it would be great to see where the Goonies are today, and if the you know if there was uh, if if they're still living in Astoria, and if uh, you know, if who has kids, um, you know, do you think do you think Mikey has kids? Do you th- do you think Brand is a grandfather at this point? Um, what about um, what what about uh, Mouth? Do you think Mouth and and what's her name got married and had kids? Because I think didn't they hook up at the end of the movie? Maybe they didn't. I'm just remembering things wrong. There was a little bit of weird tension between those two, I think. That's why I made that comment. So, But this is what it says here. And uh, this was this was on comic, CBR.com. Um, <laughs> the person who wrote this, I think, uh, didn't proofread it because it says, this, The Goonies star John Astin was, isn't sure a sequel to the 80s cult classic is going to happen anymore. Well... Um, it should have said Sean Astin. John is his dad. John Astin is probably best known for playing Gomez Adams in the original Adams Family TV show. Yes, that is Sean's dad. And his mom was Patty Duke. Can you believe that? Gomez and Patty Duke hooked up and, and had kids. But uh, this is what it says here. For 20 years, my answer to the question was an unequivocal yes. There will be a sequel. It's not a question of if it's a question of when, just um, just certainly, well, that's gone, uh, Aston Chol Collider. Now that I, we've been, um, now that I think we've probably passed the threshold of which of all of the original cast members are right for doing a sequel. Uh, uh, while while a sequel seems beyond the realm of possibility, Aston could see a reboot down the road. But the audience is so is so powerful and so devoted to it that I'm convinced that at a very at the very least it will be rebooted, which I will be fine with. If if it's not a good original Goonies, that's fine. Who cares? He said. I I don't know. I I, I would like to see um, how they would do a Goonies in twenty beyond twenty nineteen. I think there's a lot of things in that movie that would not fly today. Um, uh, the data ha- having that stereotypical Asian thing would not fly today. They would probably have a diverse cast like they did, well, as diverse as you could in the 80s, I guess. Um, I don't know. I think there would probably be a lot more diverse, diverse, diversity, that's the word I'm looking for, today because, you know, there would be... Um, there would there would be I think an equal amounts of girls to boys in this in this in a reboot if not a complete reversal there would be mostly girls and a few boys, which you know what I that's fine I don't care about that that would be that would be fine um there would not be a chunk character I would think I mean because fat shaming is is not a is is as a whole is not appropriate um so. Probably, I don't know. They would change a lot of things about the if they rebooted it, and I think that would would upset a lot. The fact that they would reboot it would upset a lot of fans. But I think if they changed those things, it would have it would definitely upset the toxic fanboy realm of things. Because you know, heaven forbid that they make any changes to update 
to reflect society, right? Um, hey, you know, follow, you know, you don't have to watch the new one if they ever do it. You still have the original one you can watch. I'm sure you still have it on VHS or Betamax. I actually probably have it on DVD or Blu-ray. Um, I had a copy of it on on DVD. I, I lost all my DVDs years ago. I think I have a digital copy now, but the uh, the the DVD I had had special edition stuff. They had um, a bunch of bonus features, which included like an, uh, uh, a commentary of the movie of the cast with the cast, and it showed video. It showed uh, the cast as adults, kind of. You know how they have um, in uh, like when you watch people playing video games on YouTube, and and they're they they're watching the gameplay, but they have a uh, in the corner they have the camera on them, so you can see their reaction to things. That's kind of how they did the commentary on on the DVD, and I would imagine that the Blu-ray has that same commentary. And the the Blu-ray also had like um, the full version of Good Enough by Cindy Lauper, which is I think ten minutes long. It's a it's like a small movie or like a you know short epi- TV episode, and it has like I remember seeing it on MTV back in the day when the video first premiered. They premiered the full version of the video, which included um, Cindy Lauper and 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 uh, Captain Lou and and. Uh, a bunch of WWF superstars from like the mid early to mid eighties. So we had um, those guys plus like Ivan and uh, and uh, and Roddy Piper and uh, who else? Uh, the Sheik. So yeah, it was it was actually I still like that song. It's it's an earworm that gets stuck in your head and you kind of like hum along. It's awesome. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that I think if they did a a reboot, I'd be okay with it, provided they did a a they did a really good, you know, they had a good script and a good story, and uh, it was well casted and had a great director. If they do a stupid, you know, a shoddy job and just kind of throw it together just to make a cash grab, that that would suck. But if they do a really good, if they if they get Dick Donner to do it, I think it would be good. And as long as they had a good script, um, and you know what. If and and if, um, if they got at least one or two of the original actors to have a cameo, they wouldn't necessarily play their original part. But if it would, I could see having um, Sean Astin and Corey Feldman making an appearance as random people. In fact, Corey Feldman would make a great bad guy for the for the movie. He could be like the 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 oldest Fratelli, you know, the the older brother of the of the two of the the Fratellis. Um, yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I know a lot of people hate reboots, and sometimes reboots are terrible. More often than not, they are actually, but sometimes they're they're not bad. So you know, they're and they're and they're as good as they're if you if you don't see the way I look at movies. Especially when it comes to movies that are sequels or par- or not parodies, but uh, um, um, reboots, is I'll watch it. I'll give it a I'll give it a shot to kind of see if it's on its own. It's good. Um, that's kind of what I did with with Ghostbusters: Answer the Call. Um, I enjoyed it. I only had a couple problems with it, and they they weren't the problems that everybody else had. <laughs> I didn't care that there were women. Um, the problem I had was that it, it felt like they kind of rushed, they rushed the story in that, um, the bad guy was basically just a, uh, they, they, they basically made the bad guy a, a representation of all the, all the toxic neckbeards who were crying about this being, that movie being a thing. But, um... And I, and 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 I have mixed feelings about the Star Wars prequels. There are parts of them that I enjoy, and there are parts that I flat out hate. Um, you know, but yeah, if nothing, if all else fails, and this is how I look going forward, I I try to remind myself when I'm seeing something when they when they make a new thing of an a thing that I liked growing up or something that I hold dear to me, is that this is for Somebody else. This is not for me. I still have the originals that I can go back and watch. I don't need to have new ones 
I mean, it would be great if they did, but I don't need to have new ones. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, oh, there's a little bit more here. To, you know what? The story itself is was posted on Facebook. If you want to read the rest of it, um, go ahead, check it out, and see what it says here. There's some stuff about um, Spielberg, and, of course, Corey Feldman is also mentioned, and Dick Donner. Um, but, yeah. Uh, actually, I'll read this last bit here. It says... Aston also admitted that when he and Corey Feldman came up with the treatment for a sequel and pitched it to director Richard Donner, he turned them down. Aston Aston's confidence in the fight for a sequel lasted until fairly recently. In 2015, the actor stated that Goonies is bigger than everyone who helped create it and insisted a sequel was a matter of when and not if. I don't know. I, I Yeah. I still, I think it's 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 it will be it will happen someday. It just won't happen in in the immediate future. I don't think. All right, on to the next story. Um, this was posted on MovieWeb.com. It was the the rise of Skywalker title mystery already revealed in the Force Awakens? Question mark. Um, it says here. I read this on like when it, when it first came out. Uh, da, 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 da. Where is it? This is what it says. The Rise of Skywalker title mystery may have been solved back in 2015's The Force Awakens. There has been a lot of speculation over the the official Star Wars 9 title since uh, it was released last week, and many fans are trying to figure out what it means. There There have actually been quite a few intriguing theories floating around as to who or what The Rise of Skywalker is referring to, and one of them isn't uh, what you would expect. Going back to The Force Awakens, Supreme Leader Snook warns Kylo Ren and General Hux that their plan could be derailed by the Resistance. He says the droid BB-8 will soon be delivered to the Resistance, leading them to the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Which is also the name... Which also name checks The Last Jedi at the title the same time uh here's where it gets interesting though snow continues if skywalker returns then the new jedi will rise since luke is the last jedi the theory would mean that ray is the skywalker referred in the last movie's title which many people have thought over the past few years however it might not be what you're thinking ray could be the secret skywalker in the Rise of Skywalker title, uh, but uh, there may be more than that. Star Wars fans who are familiar with Timothy Zahn's 2018 novel Thrawn Alliance, uh, alliances may have already been uh, more back. Alliances already have been more backstory on the title than casual fans. I don't understand that phrase. Oh, Thrawn alliances. That's the name of the of the novel. Okay, uh, it may have already been a bit more backstory in the title. There may have been more backstory in the title than I don't. Okay, sometimes the way people write make it makes no sense to me, and I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to understand what they're meaning by that. Um, in the book, it reveals a bit more information on what makes a Skywalker. The book reveals that. The the Chiss, C-H-I-S-S, ancestry uses Force-sensitive kids to navigate through unknown regions. Uh, the book also says that these Force-sensitive children tend to have their their powers dull with age. And in conversation with Darth Vader, Thrawn sheds more light on the Skywalkers. He explains, I told you the Chiss called this talent third sight. What I hadn't yet spoken of is the title of the, these navigators are given once they take their posts. Uh, the, the Chuan word is Osley Assembo. In basic, it translates to Skywalker. Can you imagine my, mem- uh, my momentary confusion when I first encountered General Anakin Skywalker? Huh. Okay. Well, I mean... Is is this? I don't know. I don't read the books, so I couldn't tell you. I 
think this book, because it came out in 2018, I would imagine that it is probably canon, but I don't know. Let's see here. Well, that story is, is, is on the Facebook. If you want to read the rest of it, find out what else is said. I'm not going to read any more just because this person's writing is is um, <laughs> starting to mess with my head a little bit. Um, I just, I'm, while I'm on this paid reading this, uh, on, on one of the side panels, there is a link here that I clicked on. I'm going to talk about that next. It wasn't on the list of things to talk about today, but I'm going to read it because I enjoyed the first movie that this is talking about. Um, the title of this uh, article on MovieWeb.com is More Tucker and Dale vs. Evil May Happen, But It's Not a Sequel. I don't know. I, I like Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Um, Alan Tudyk and, and, um, and what was that guy's name? Um, um, Tyler Labine. Um uh, Tyler Labine, if you if you don't know the name, you probably recognize him from he was in uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. He's kind of a chunky dude. He usually has a beard. He was also in um, um, the show Reaper back in I think two thousand seven, two thousand eight, where he's like the best friend of the uh, the Grim Reaper. Yeah, good show. That show, I think. Look, uh, go Google Reaper TV show. You can find the. I think there's only two seasons of it. Um, you can find it. I think it's. I want to say NBC, but just Google it and find find it. There's you can watch the entire series on the website. Um, unfortunately, that show's not like on on Netflix or or Hulu, so it might be it might be NBC. Let me actually while I'm thinking about it, let me put this over here. Hold on, Tucker and Dale to question mark. <laughs> I'm gonna. That's what I'll put in there for the my uh, show notes. I'm adding it to the show notes because I didn't see this before I started recording. Sorry, folks. All right. So while I've done that, let me go and um, see. What was I look? Tucker and Dale. Oh wait, Reaper. Right, Reaper. It's on ABC. I will actually. You know what? I will put the link to to the uh, to that in the show notes and you guys can, and I'll probably also post it on, uh, actually that's what I'll do. I'll post it on Facebook so you guys can, you guys can check it out. It's a funny show. Uh, and I think I've talked about it before, but in case I have not in a while, uh, Reaper was about this kid when he turned 21, he finds out his parents had promised his soul to the devil and he became the new Grim Reaper and he had to bring souls back to hell. So, it was filmed up in Vancouver, B.C. The first episode, in fact, the reason why I discovered the show is because I've been a huge fan of, uh, of, of Kevin Smith, and he directed the first episode, the pilot episode. I think it was on the WB. No, I don't think it was a no, funny show. I'll just say that. Just funny show. But yeah, it was a, it was a good show. Check it out. Um, the, I posted the link to where you can watch the episodes on, on, on uh, Facebook. All right, so the Tucker and Dale, back to that. So it says, back in 2010, co-writer and director Eli Craig unleashed a, a backwoods horror comedy on the world called Tucker and, Vale, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. The film starred Alan Tudyk, best known for Firefly and uh, Rogue One, uh, and Tyler Labine, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, his two scruffy pals whose backwoods vacation takes a bloody turn when ignorant college students, including a, the gorgeous Katrina Bowden, mistake them for a pair of murderous hillbillies. Yeah, the, the movie is hilarious because um, these two are like, you know, is well, they're innocent the entire time, but these, these kids think because they're, you know, they look like inbred hillbillies that they must be, you know, wanting to kill them. And so they're trying to get away from these two, these two, um, these two, uh, I don't want to call them hillbillies because they're not really hillbillies, you know, but they're trying to get away from these guys and in the process of trying to, you know, they're, they're freaking themselves out. They, <laughs> they end up killing themselves. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. You should, you should check it out. This is what it goes on to saying. And if you're as much a fan of the flick as I am, then you'll be delighted to hear that it seems a follow-up is in the works. Yes, Dale himself, Tyler Labine recently... 
uh, was out and about talking up his recent horror hit, The Escape Room, and dropped some teases that he will be seeing Tucker and Dale vs. Evil 2 in the near future. Specifically, Labine says this, Yes, we're working on something right now. I wouldn't call it a, a film sequel, but the story is not done being told. I can't really tell you much, but we're in development with a couple of things right now. Things are looking pretty good. Ellen and I are both still on board, along with Eli. We're just trying to line up a few pieces. Uh, it's a matter of timing. We're uh, doing. Uh, we're going to get some something to the fans because that's really the only reason we want to do it. No one's getting rich off this thing. He laughs. Ellen and I have have always been like, whatever we do has to be right. Uh, has to be for the people that stuck with us and made it made it is what it is that's 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 all the fans hopefully something will come f- to fruition uh, on top of teasing the possible the possible follow up to the horror comedy Tyler went to uh to speak a bit about why he thinks the original film has continued to endure after the past 9 years 9 years oh my god has it really been that long since that movie came out Holy shit. I don't think I saw it until I think probably 2013, 2014. Pretty sure. I don't think I saw this movie before before um before I started doing my podcast. I'm pretty sure I saw it afterwards. Anyways, um uh, I'll go ahead and share this story to um to Facebook. I think I already did, but let's take a look here, make sure I did. Pull it up. Pull it up. I don't think I did. I think I I, I shared uh, I shared this story about Reaper, but I didn't share the sto- the the link about Reaper, but not the story about um, Tucker and Dale. So I'll do that. Of course, now the internet's being stupid. Why is it being stupid? All right, come on. I'm not getting a very good signal right now. Maybe that's what's going on. All right, so. Scrolling down. No, I didn't. Okay, I'll go ahead and share that story then. So you guys can check it out for yourself. And then once I'm done sharing this, I will go on to the next story. But yeah, Tyler Bean is actually really funny. He had a show on Hulu um, where he plays a uh, a medium, like where he, he talks to the dead. Um, I can't remember the name of it. If you if you look him up on on uh, on IMDb, I'm sure you'll find um, the name of that. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go ahead and pull it up now while I'm waiting for my computer to like you know give me the other stuff that I wanted to do. It's moving really slow. The internet is slow on this one. All right. It was um. I want to say it was called Burnout. Deadbeat, that's what it was called. It was called Deadbeat. Deadbeat on Hulu. I think it has like three seasons. And um, it's really, really funny. It's about this uh, burnout um, guy living in New York. And he, uh, yeah, he the whole thing of him being able to talk to, to Dead is is hilarious because he confronts a, a fake medium and then, yeah, just... You should check out check out that show on Hulu if nothing else. Just look up Burnout on Hulu. I'm sure you'll find it. There's like, I want to say there's two seasons, but there might be three. Um, let's see what else. Got to close those out. I've talked about them. I think that's pretty much all the things I was going to talk about, isn't it? Oh no, no. I was also going to talk about um, um, Washington State Summer Con coming up. So if you if you're not familiar or if you've heard not heard me talk about it, Washington State SummerCon is a convention that happens um it's only going on I think it's third or fourth year now. And uh it used to be um Geek and Toy Fest was what it was called in the first couple of years. But this is um it's it's becoming a big thing that it actually takes place at the fairgrounds for the Washington State Fair, the Puyallup Fair. And uh, so this year they've they've added a bunch of celebrity uh, guests that are going to be there. Um, Han, no, um, 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 Billy D. Williams and his son are both going to be there. Um, Lando Calrissian himself. I'm I'm surprised they got him now that he everyone knows he's going to be in the next Star Wars movie coming out in December. 
you'd think that would be an expensive get, but maybe maybe uh, they got it before. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, so SummerCon is is going to be it's it's comics, toys, exhibits, exhibitions, video game, art, and cosplay, and uh, they've already got the comic book man coming back this year, um, including Jason Mewes. And a, and a couple people from Clerks, um, Brian O'Halloran and and uh, and uh, the woman who played his girlfriend in the movie. I can't think of her name. Um, anyways, they're all going to be there. You should check out Washington State Summer Con. Google that if you if you haven't if you haven't been to it or seen it. Um, it's it's it's. I don't think it's as big as Emerald City Comic Con, which is fine because Emerald City Comic Con is massive. So much going on. Um, but this takes place in Puyallup, Washington, and uh, and uh, at the fairgrounds. I want to go this year, but it, I, I don't know if I'm going to have the funds to go. Um, I'm hoping that uh, I'll be able to. I'm hoping that it will it'll work its its work its way out, and I'll be able to go. Because um, I would definitely like to go at the very least to see the convention. I would. I want to actually, if I can get some of these people on the podcast, to be amazing. But uh, yeah, so. One of the people that they just announced a few days ago that was coming is um, Kristen uh, uh, Naren, ne- the guy who played uh, Hodor on Game of Thrones. And I recently heard him on uh, the Inside You podcast with uh, Michael Rosenbaum, and it was a really good episode. Um, if you don't listen to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, I recommend checking out his podcast. Um because they talk about all kinds of things. It's, it's the 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 way that the that podcast is is kind of how I want my podcast to be when I'm finally able to get like celebrity guests on the show. Is I just want to be able to have a sit down conversation, just kind of a casual thing, and just talk about all kinds of stuff, and um, and 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 also be kind of funny at the same time. And you know what? And, and that particular episode, I, I listened to it because. Um, I was curious what they were going to talk about because I was like, I'm, I'm not a huge Game of Thrones guy, so I know who Hodor is only because of all the memes, and um, and because a lot of my friends like the show and they they when it's on TV they talk about it incessantly. It's just all the time. I think that's the right word, incessantly. I'm probably saying it wrong, so I'll go ahead and make fun if you want. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, he's one of those people that I, I'm I'm curious to see. Um, and uh, when I was listening to the guy's conversation, he's from Ireland, but his accent is 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 different than any other accent I've ever heard in my life. Um, and I've I've met quite a few Irish people in my life because my grandmother was from Ireland, and um, and a lot of my family is is from Ireland, and uh, I think he might be from the n- northern part of Ireland, and I think the accents up there are are, are vastly different than they are in the southern parts in the Republic of Ireland. But um but I it was it was um it sounded more British than Irish, but maybe that's maybe it is the north. I don't know. I I want to I want to I want to see him in, in at the convention either way along with a bunch of other people that were listed as coming. Um and just this last weekend was was Easter and you know for those of you who celebrated, you know, happy Easter. And it was also every year on Easter weekend is NorwestCon and SakuraCon, and um, SakuraCon is a massive anime convention uh, in Seattle that happens at the same location as Emerald City Comic Con and and uh, and uh, Penny Arcade Expo, and um, so and then NorwestCon happens every year at the DoubleTree in SeaTac, which is not far from the airport. It's the city of SeaTac. And um, NorwestCon, if you're not familiar, is a literary sci-fi convention. So the, a lot of the guests and and um, you know things that are happening revolve around books, not so much TV shows and movies. Although there are some of those things too, from you know cosplayers and and some you know some vendors also cater to those other fandoms. But for the most part, it's mostly it's art. It's writers and art and artists that that the vast majority of the stuff at the convention, and um, NorwestCon was the first massive convention I ever went to. I used to go 
in uh, 2010 to I think 2013, 2014, I I had gone almost every year, those three years. I have friends who've been going to that convention since they were teenagers, and I think they still go. Uh, I stopped going to that convention because um, I had a falling out with with a group of people that go to that convention, and and basically I don't want to have any more drama with that group, so I just don't go to the convention anymore. But it's a cool convention to go to if you if you like that type of thing, if you like uh, you know reading sci-fi and fantasy books. Um, the 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 uh, they have a really big. Um, costume contest, and uh, it's really cool. The costumes that that happen at Norwest Con are amazing. Um, a lot of the same people, a lot of the cosplayers that go to Norwest Con also go to Emerald City and Sakura. Con. Well, actually, probably not Sakura Con and Norwest Con, but I do know some people that try to hit both conventions on the same weekend. They go one day to one convention and one day to the other convention. And actually, some Norwest Con, I think, at least it used to. I don't know if it still does. It used to go for four days, and it may still, I don't know. And I don't know how many days SakuraCon is. I think it might just be the weekend. So I know people that would go to NorwestCon for two or three of the days, and then one or two of the days they would go over to SakuraCon and, and see all the anime and, and manga and whatever else you see at that SakuraCon. And all all the cosplayers, I'm sure. Um, and I've never actually been to SakuraCon because I'm not a huge anime guy. Or I'm not into into manga either, for that matter. Um, so I I've never gone, and I think it's it it also tends to be a lot of younger people, people that are are a lot younger than me. So I, being that I'm not into anime, if I was to go to that convention, that uh, I I'm I would I was worried that I would be seen as some some outsider or some weirdo like walking around, you know, looking at cosplayers. But I'm not I'm not that kind of guy, so I'm just not interested in going. Anyways, on to the next thing. So Cobra Kai season two is now on YouTube. If you have if you have YouTube Premium, then you probably are aware and are probably watching it right now. Um, I have I have yet to watch it. I have access to it, so I'm going to be watching it today. Um, I don't know. I, I was ex- I was actually surprised at how good Cobra Kai was. I fully expected it to be kind of lame, you know, because it was. I don't know, maybe because I thought it was a it was it was a a, a YouTube series that it wasn't going to be all that good. It was going to be kind of low budget and whatever else. But all the all the people from the original movies, the first two movies, I think, uh, certainly um, um, you know Ralph Macchio and and the guy who plays uh, the 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 bully. I can't remember his character name even at this point, but both of those guys are like the 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 central portion of of the story of Cobra Kai because. The bully reopens the Cobra Kai dojo in the first season. And at the end of season one, we see his sensei kind of make an appearance at the very end. Spoiler alert. Where is that button? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Ah, damn it. <laughs> oh, there it is. Spoiler alert. Uh, it helps to know where those buttons are when I want to push them. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, that kind of defeats the purpose of a spoiler alert, huh? So, um, anyways, I think done talking about Cobra Kai. I'm like I said, I'm gonna probably watch it after I'm done recording here. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was a, a local comedian friend of mine. His name is Luke Severide. Very funny dude. He released his uh, first comedy album, and uh, it's called Good Job. You can get it on uh, on uh, Spotify. Uh, on iTunes and I think on Google Play. Um, if you want to listen to it, I'm going to include the link to the Spotify um, uh, version of his of his album. I don't know if that's is that everything. Maybe it is. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it says popular, not the whole thing. So let me click on that and see. Oh, there we go. There's everything. Let me go ahead and update the link so you guys can hear. All of the jokes that are on there. He's got, let's see, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Wow. This guy, I think it's like 15 or 20 tracks, and each track is like between one and ten minutes long. The longest one is, is ten minutes. But yeah, he's a funny dude. You should check him out. 
if you live in the, in the Seattle area, he um, he's he's frequently at. I think he does a lot of shows in the South End, South Sound, and Tacoma area. But he I think he comes up to Seattle too. But uh, you should check him out. Like I said, I'm gonna have the link in the in the in the show notes in the description, and you guys can check him out. He's a really funny, dude. Um, you know, what? let me see if I can play one of these things so you guys can hear just how funny he is. Okay, here, hold on. Oh yes, allow. Boo. Okay, all right. That plate that's there near this plate. <laughs> Boo. Uh, like, <laughs> no, Portland's dope, but Portland's basically a city where white people are like, let's see how white we can white. Let's just really lean into our kookiness. I don't, I don't get how it functions as a, as a city. I don't, I don't get it. But I was on my way down there, and I, I was driving my car, and I, uh, I have a fuel-efficient vehicle, which is code for saying I don't have a big boy car. And I had to use a horn for, like, the first time ever. And <laughs> I didn't know it sounded that way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 I didn't know. So I'm, I'm driving, I'm, I'm driving, I'm, I'm being swift, and I'm in, uh, I hang out in people's blind spots kind of all the time. You're not supposed to, you're not supposed to, but I do it all the time because I like to feel sneaky. I do. Every time I'm in Simon's blind spot, I'm like, oh, I'm Batman. Like, <laughs> this is what Batman feels like. I'm Batman. Uh, some in their blind spot, they, they go to get in my lane, don't use their turn signal because they're like, no one's there. Someone's behind me. I can't slam on my brakes after you use my horn. I go, hey. Fucking what? No. No. Mm-mm. 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 I went thousands of dollars in debt to have that sound maybe be the last sound I make on this planet. All right, so yeah, that's that's one of his jokes on there. You can listen to the whole thing on Spotify, and uh, like I said, I'll have the link in the in the show notes, and I'll probably share also on uh, on Facebook so you guys can check it out for yourselves. Um, thanks for listening, and uh, I will talk to you guys next week. Oh yes, this coming uh, in a few days is going to be um, the new Avengers movie. I'm I'm going to try to go see it. I don't think I'm going to be able to see it on opening weekend because I'm pretty sure the all the theaters are going to be sold out of tickets. I may have to wait till like like the first week of next month, which is like two weeks from now, <laughs> to be able to see it. But I will be talking about uh, Avengers Endgame on the podcast in the next few weeks, at the very least in the next few weeks, or in the excuse me, at the very most in the next few weeks. At the very least, I'll I'll talk about it next week. So, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next time.